When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah. I love that sound. Always puts a smile on my face. The reason for that is Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. Trust this. When this podcast started, you would not believe the types of things that we were selling. Compare that to where we are right now, and I understand that journey. I understand the success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. And I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. And like ours... Shopify powers over millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. What a great product. Find out for yourself. Go to shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. You have to try this on. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E right now. That's shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. I'm a Red Sox fan. So when the Red Sox were winning their first World Series in 04, like the every pitch felt like it was like a cannonball. Like it was so heavy and so important. And that's what it's going to feel like in Toronto. If they can get by Tampa, people will legit believe, and they'd be correct, they've got a chance to win. Because they're a very good team. Hey now, what's cracking? Welcome back to the Jim Rome Podcast, episode number... 220 this week we are going big for the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs I'm running down an 18-year NHL vet and lead ESPN hockey analyst Ray Ferraro my guy Ray one of the best analysts ever great player and a good friend of the program Ray broke into the league back in December of 1984 with the Hartford Whalers and he has been a mainstay of the NHL ever since He went on to post over 400 career goals and nearly 900 points, and his broadcasting career was already well underway when he finally hung up the skates in 02. As mentioned, he has been one of the very best analysts in the game ever since, and it's been way too long since he and I had a chance to chop it up. So let's not wait any longer. It is episode 220 with ESPN and TSN NHL analyst Ray Ferraro, and it's coming at you right now. Ray, incredible. Like, you have always been one of my favorite guys to talk to. I cannot believe, Ray, how long it has been since you and I have got to chop it up. So first things first, awesome to get the chance. How the hell are you? How's your life? How you living, Ray? Uh, things are good. I mean, I'm. it's been hard to believe, Jim. Like, I've, I've been now broadcasting longer than I played. And uh, I retired in 02 and started almost immediately. And 
so now it's 20 years and um you know i was pumped to come back to espn and you know it's kind of a i don't know just kind of a funny funny way the the ball turned that i was available to you know to join and they looked at me as somebody that could you know that could be their their number one analyst and you know i've never done a stanley cup final before i'm going to do that this year and so professionally all good and uh, my wife Cammie and I have uh, we got a couple of kids. I've got two older boys who are 33 and 30. I've got a couple of grandkids, and um, life is busy and life is good, and it's um, and we're really lucky. That's awesome, Ray. I was going to ask you about each and every one of those things. It really is amazing, right? Like what you said. One, I'm struck by the fact that you have never broadcast a Stanley Cup final. Two, I'm struck by the fact that you have been broadcasting longer than you played. I mean, I remember when I would talk to you as a player and you began your broadcast career before you were done playing. I mean, it's all amazing to me. So I understand these numbers and where do the years go. Now, you've had an amazing 24 hours, Ray. You were on hand to call the Triple OT Penguins Rangers tilt, and now you're in Raleigh all ready for tonight's Canes Bruins game. I mean, what did you make of what you saw last night and are you ready to run it back again tonight? Well, last night was like every year in the playoffs there is some game early in a series that you know is lengthy and long and has the look like it's never going to end. And honestly, that was last night when when that Ranger goal got disallowed late in the third period. It's 3-3. So you go to overtime, if there's not a goal early, um, you just get this thing in your gut, and you're like, we're going to be here for a while. And then as it goes on, you know, Pittsburgh loses their goalie, uh, Casey DeSmith. So how about this? So he's only playing because they lost their starter, Tristan Jari, with a broken foot. He's just starting to skate, so he's probably 10 days away. So they get into the second overtime, and DeSmith, who's the backup, had a great night. And he just skates to the bench and says, I, I can't go anymore. So now the backup goalie is really their third string goalie. Mm. He's been sitting there, Jim, since 6:45 was the last time warm up ended. So he left the ice at 6:45. He's been wearing a ball hat <laughs> for almost five hours. Wow! And they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, you got to go in." Well, there's this new this rule that's about five years, seven years in the NHL. You can't warm up the guy coming in. So he does like a couple of groin stretches, like you know we might do before we go play a round of golf. Sure. And then he goes in and he's awesome. So I, I, it was an amazing story. And Louis Domingue is, is his name. He's been bouncing around. He's played, been in six teams in four years. And he just, he had a moment of glory last night and he might have to play game two as well for them. They're, it doesn't look like the Smith's going to be ready to play or doesn't sound like he's going to be. So, we wrap up. It's about midnight. Now we got to turn around and fly back here today. And um, the best part, though, is we already did game one of the series, uh, Carolina-Boston. So it's, you know, whatever, whatever the storylines are, we just watched it two days ago. So it's, this is fun. I mean, like, man, I love this. It's, I do this all the time. Like, I do this day after day after day. I, I love it. Well, and you will, Ray, because that brings me to my next point. Only in the NHL, and last night is a great example of what I was going to ask you about next, but I make this statement, Ray, every single year at this time, and every single year at this time people get pissed. You'll be a little biased because you've been around the game your entire life. you played it at the highest level, but you're also an enormous sports fan across the board. You're knowledgeable in all sports. So let me just ask you, I really believe that winning a Stanley Cup is the most challenging championship to win because of what we just talked about. You've got to go every other night, Ray, 
for weeks and weeks and weeks. Every single shift matters. Everything is fierce. We saw a triple OT game last night. I would argue that winning the cup is the hardest thing to win in sports. Where do you come out? And you might be a little biased. Well, I, I am biased, of course, because there's there's one thing that separates the hockey from the hockey playoffs from any of the other sports, and that's the number of games you have to win, sixteen. Um, the physicality of the games is is really something to watch. So, in the regular season to the playoffs, over the last ten years, there's been forty percent more hits in the playoffs, forty percent. Hmm. So, like. Everywhere you go, somebody is running into you night after night after night. And when you start playing in a series, what ramps that to another level is you start to really dislike the guy you're playing against all the time because you're matched up against him all the time. And so pretty soon you're like, if I get a chance, I'd like to punch this guy right in the face because I've had enough of him and he's had enough of you. But you can't take a penalty because that might be the penalty that takes your team out of the game. So you're, it's hard, it's frustrating, you've got, it's not for the meek. Teams that win, every guy that wins the Stanley Cup has a level of toughness to him. Now, I'm not talking about fighting, but I'm talking about a level of toughness to him that just doesn't, it doesn't equate in other sports. Look, I'm, I would never run on an NFL football field because, you know, I'd be pancaked in seven seconds. But I just, they don't have to do it as long and as frequently as the hockey playoffs do. Hey guys, why don't we talk about something that you probably don't think about very often, but you should. Skincare. Skincare can be complicated, especially for men who have never had a skincare routine. That's where Tej Hanley comes in. Tej Hanley is a men's skincare company that helps guys start and maintain a healthy skincare routine by making the process uncomplicated. Every box comes with an instruction card. Every box comes with an instruction card that tells you when to use each product, how much to use, and in what order. It's that simple. In fact, you know what? Start with the level one system because that is the easiest way to get it going. And it comes with all of the basics that guys need to take care of their skin. The products included are a face wash, an exfoliating scrub, an AM moisturizer, and a PM moisturizer. A daily face wash to get rid of the dirt and grime on your skin. And two times per week, exfoliating scrub to get rid of the dead skin cells. Plus the AM moisturizer rules and the PM moisturizer helps your skin stay hydrated and healthy throughout the entire night. I love it. Now I've got a plan. Now I've got a process. Now I've got a product. And you should too. And especially right now because Tiege Hanley is sponsoring this episode and they're offering an amazing deal. Just go to tiege.com slash and you'll get 30% off your first box plus a free gift. That's T-I-E-G-E dot com slash Rome. An amazing deal. Tige dot com slash Rome. I think this is as good of an argument as I've heard for the thing that I try and make every single year. So I'm glad I asked you that question. Now, Ray, when you talk about what it takes to, you know, to have the certain character in the room to win a Stanley Cup final, you've spent a lot of time covering the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's hard to imagine, Ray, but it has been 55 years. since. I mean, that is crazy in and of itself. But 55 years since one of the league's most storied franchises has won it all. I mean, if you had to quantify it, how much pressure is there for them to finally break through this year and get it done? Well, not only, 
I, I think almost to the it's at the point where it's not to win. They haven't even been out of the first round in a I decade. No, right. So they're just looking like the pressure is to win a round. So they they thumped Tampa the other night. They win five nothing. Oh, they're twenty five percent the way to the series win. They just still got to beat them three more times. The pressure will continue to ramp up on them the closer they get to wrapping up a series. And if they win this series, I'm telling you that the hopes and the the dreams of the fans there will go into into overdrive. Like they, you mentioned, 55 years. Like it it is. It would be a, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan. So when the Red Sox were winning their first World Series in '04, like the every pitch felt like it was like a cannonball. Like it was so heavy and so important. And that's what it's going to feel like in Toronto. If they can get by Tampa, people will legit believe, and they'd be correct, they've got a chance to win because they're a very good team. Ray, I don't know where the time goes. Like, I hate to be the old man, but I I don't know where it goes. It seems like, I mean, really, to me, it seems like yesterday that it was Toronto and the Kings battling in the postseason Mm -hmm. and Dougie Gilmore and Wendell Clark and Marty McSorley. I mean, what does that feel like to you? Does that feel like a lifetime ago or does that feel like not that long ago? No, it feels forever ago because that year, the 93 playoffs when Gretz and those guys got to the finals, they knocked out Toronto. Yep. Uh, with the Kings. My brother-in-law, Tony Granado, was with the Kings. I was on the other side. I was playing for the Islanders. And we were all looking. We lost to Montreal. And we were all looking and going, man, we can beat those teams. We just got to get by Montreal. We couldn't. And then I look at that, and I'm like, oh, that was 1993. Yeah, 27 years. And so it's it's amazing that it's been that long since the Leafs, you know, they had one run in the early 2000s where they were right there. They just couldn't get over the hump. They, they've got something different this time, though. Like, as good as the other players have been across their, you know, their history, like Austin Matthews is, is a special player. He, he really is. Scored two goals in the opener. Like, he's, he's a difference maker. And in a series, if they can get good enough goaltending, he might be a difference that the other team can't equalize. You know, Ray, you talk about your brother-in-law, Tony. You know, I see Tony I see Tony once a year now, always, on the 4th of July because we, our oldest son goes to the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and you know how right. the Badger Mafia is. Like, they, they all pick each other up. They always stick together. So Tony will get to the cabin, like, once a year, the 4th of July. So I see him in Eagle River at that time. You mentioned Cammie at the top of the interview. I have to ask, what is it like to be married to the assistant GM of the Vancouver Canucks? <laughs> One more subject I don't know anything else about, eh? Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> Great. so here's the thing. So, like, she gets hired in Jan- or in February, and, you know, I do what I do, which is a lot of travel. Uh, Cammy and I have uh, two boys, 15 and 12-year-olds. They're both aspiring soccer players, so they're really busy. And, like, she's got to go to work, right? So, like... Our house, if, if there was a camera in our house between 7 and 8.15 in the morning, it, it, it looks like there's 132 people in there. I bet. We're going, it's just crazy. What's really cool about it, Jim, though, honestly, is that I'm, I'm so proud of her because she, A, she's an amazing person. B, she deserves this opportunity. For years and years, she was away from the game being mom. And when she 
decided the boys were a little older and she could maybe become engaged in the game a bit, she was surprised how much the game was ready for her to come back. And this opportunity had sprung out of her scouting work in Seattle with the expansion Kraken team. And she gets hired and I'm like, I, I just, I hear her passion and her enthusiasm for the job. And I, I just think it's, it's amazing. She is, she's doing a great job so far. Um, they've got, they've got a big summer ahead of them in Vancouver, but what is, what is really cool and what has happened over the last couple of years is why can't a woman be in management? It's not a bench press contest. It's a contest to think and to be creative and to lead. And Cammie can do all of those things. And the women that have started to be hired, like Kim Ng in, in Florida in baseball, they have, they have leadership abilities that have never been tapped before. And so I, th- I think it's really cool. I think it's awesome. And, I mean, she's a Hall of Famer. She's hockey royalty. Absolutely is deserving of that. They're better for it. I think it's an amazing story in and of itself. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? So I'm picking my spots here, Ray. I know you got to go to work, and I'm really glad to have this time for you and I to get caught up. You know, you mentioned we talked about Toronto. We talked about Austin Matthews. Right now, is there anybody, and kind of a tough thing to quantify again, but is there anybody in the in the game right now better top to bottom than Connor McDavid? No, there, there just isn't. You know, like, remember when when we saw Michael Jordan, like, you know, become really Michael Jordan, and you're like, there's lots of great players but he can do everything that everybody else can do a little better, a little faster, a little quicker. That's Connor McDavid. He does things at speed that other people just can't get to. Like physically, he goes faster. His parts were put together in a way that makes him the fastest player ever to play the game. Hmm. He, he is as great a skater in today's game as Bobby Orr was back in the 70s. And so, like, guys that, like, people just couldn't skate with Bobby. And so, people just can't skate with Connor McDavid. But his skill level, his explosiveness, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a treasure to watch, man. If, if people get a chance to go to a game and he's there, you got to go. You got to go. Because once or twice a game, he'll make your jaw drop. So, Ray, if they come up short again, Edmonton, this year, where does that leave him and where does that leave them? I mean, could you see them blowing that whole thing up? No, not, not, unless, not unless there was pressure from, from him, you know, to say, I don't want to stay anymore. I mean, like, you know, I know it happens in the NBA and more frequently than other sports. It generally doesn't and hasn't happened in hockey. Um, uh, you know, I guess Jack Eichel forced his way out of Buffalo, but that was more of a medical disagreement than anything else. But if they don't win, though, they're going to be really disappointed. If they don't win this round, they're going to be really disappointed. Now, they lose to the Kings in the first game, and I think it's going to be a really close series anyway. Uh, and I think most people felt that before the series started. It's just, he's just, he's got some frustrations built up in him. 
and that's because they have not been at all successful uh, in his tenure in Edmonton. You know, and so the pressure starts going to him. Well, if you're so great, why can't you win? It's not basketball. One guy's on the ice 20 minutes out of 60. You can only impact the game as much as you can impact the game. And they've worked hard to put some pieces around them, Jim, that I think make them a very good team. I, look, everybody gets all gets their pants tied up in a knot here after game one, win or lose. It's one of four that you have to win. And so now the Oilers got to win four of the next six, and they better be a little better, a little sharper than they were in game one. And I think that's a long series anyway. All right, sorry, what about that? The fact that it's only one game, it's going to be a long series. In your mind, I agree with you. But the fact that the Kings are not only here, but already up a game. I mean, they are so far ahead of schedule, right? Like, how impressed are you with the Kings and the way Luke Robitaille has gone about building out that farm system and that organization? Well, the problem with building is it takes time, right? And so Luke had to, with Rob Blake and, and the Kings organization, they had, to, they had to sell this plan to their fans. And then it's one thing to say, oh, we're going to draft and develop. The hardest thing in sports is to develop. It's easy to draft. You know, you draft a bunch of 18-year-old kids. Develop takes time, takes a few years. So it's been a long couple of years, and they felt like they were getting close to being a playoff team. Um, They play with great structure. They play with great discipline. Todd McClellan is an excellent coach, and I think that's um, that's been a saving grace for them because don't forget, they don't have Drew Doughty. You know, they played half of the season without most of their defensemen, and now all of a sudden they're, they're one game up in a playoff series. It's pretty, I think it speaks, uh, speaks volumes for the way McClellan has coached that team. Right. The future will be great, but today is just as incredible. Meet Nissan's most advanced lineup. If you can't get enough adrenaline, there's the all-new 400 HP Nissan Z. Or, for your off-road adventures, check out the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. If you're more of a spontaneous road trip type of person, then hop in the Nissan Pathfinder. And, for something more electric, there's the stylish Nissan Aria. So, let's enjoy the ride. 2023 RANZ not yet available for purchase. Expected availability this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. So, right, let me ask you something. I was talking to Mike Rupp yesterday, and we got to talking about Mario Lemieux, and he was saying that as great as Mario was, you can't help but wonder what if. You know, what if? What if he had been healthy? What if he didn't have to deal with all those health issues? that there'd probably be no doubt that he'd be the best ever. And he said that while maintaining that he's always been a big 99 guy, big rescue guy. Like, historically, it's just one of those kind of things, barstool debates. But where do you come out? Totally different players. But who's the GOAT in your mind? And if not either one of them, then who? Oh, I I think nobody changed the game more at the time he came in than Bobby Orr. He took a, mm-hmm. he took a vision of the game and he flipped it on its ear because nobody played like that. Uh, there is nobody as great as Wayne Gretzky, from the way that, um, from the way he saw the game, from his, uh, the way he made his teammates better around him. I think individually, there was nobody better than Mario Lemieux. Like his, his skill, um, his size, uh, you know, hampered by health for a lot of his career. But you know, in the players I played against, like since the, you know, since the '80s on, and Bobby, of course, I watched uh, as a kid. Uh, those would be the three for me in that order. Mm. 
Brent, let me ask you about your family really quickly. You mentioned that you've got your kids now, and you've got your older kids. Watching your kids play can be one of the most rewarding and stressful things ever, right? I say that as a father of a couple of kids who played high school baseball, and I still get it's still amazing and it's still stressful. Your son Landon was a second-round draft pick who had some bad luck and some serious injuries in route to his NHL dream. But maybe his biggest moment may have come a few months back when he represented Canada in the Olympics. How big a moment was that for him, given what he went through physically? And what was it like for you to watch him live out his dream in Beijing? Well, when he called, um, you know, they were getting right near to the deadline. He plays in Germany now, and uh, they were getting close to the deadline to naming the team. And um, as soon as I saw his face, um, I, I just, I knew, uh, I knew he'd been picked. He had, he had tears in his eyes and, um, started to cry. I mean, it's like, it, it's so amazing to see your kids achieve something that at this point they didn't think was possible. You know, like for Landon, he thought this had, you know, this, the opportunity had kind of gone with, you know, you know, he had a, he had a really rough road. He, he went, he had a long, long stretch of, of surgery and injury and surgery and rehab and injury. And, and then he goes to Germany and he's enjoying himself and playing really well. And, and the NHL players don't go to the Olympics and he gets a chance to go. And so for all of us, it was amazing for Landon. I know he was super proud, but when he finishes one day, hopefully in three or four years or five years, that he'll look back and go, man, this was, this was amazing to be in China at the Olympics, even though it wasn't, you know, what we would normally associate with the games. Hmm. Ray, one last thought. With your schedule now, you got back to ESPN, you're a lead analyst there, your schedule has changed. Presumably, I mean, maybe a tiny bit more time, are you, is your schedule allowing for you to get your golf clubs out anymore? And one last thought, you've played some of the best tracks in the world. If I were to say to you, you could only play one more round of golf, where would your last 18 be? Oh, boy. Uh, yes, I play a lot. I love it. It's the thing I do the most and have the most fun at. So it, it's starting to be the only thing I can be competitive at. Although I, you know, as you get older, you start to hit it closer and closer to the edge of your shadow. But it's, uh, you know, it, I'd love to do it. I I've been lucky enough to go to Europe a couple of times. Um, I, Royal Dornoch in in Northern Scotland was amazing. Uh, Turnberry is spectacular i'm i'm gonna play at st andrews this year and uh, you know i so you didn't be i only get one round geez i don't know i don't know Wh- wherever i go it's gonna kick the crap out of me and i'm gonna love it it's gonna be uh, I, it would be somewhere in europe i love links golf jim i really do I, I love it and um i guess my favorite place over here is band and dunes i was there last summer played all five courses and multiple times and uh, it's it's what i do it's what i love to do most Amazing. All right, so I'm going to get greedy. One last thought. So the guys, I mean, so many hockey guys love, love, love it the way you love it, or maybe not as much as you love it. You had a dr- Who's your dream foursome just from hockey alone, Ray? Your teammates, guys you went up against. Who are the guys you've had most fun playing golf with? Uh, Dean Evanson's a head coach in, in Minnesota. He's about a two handicap. He's super competitive. He's really, really fun on the course. Uh, Ken Holland's a general manager in, in Edmonton. Um, he's a... Uh, he he loves golf more than anybody that I've ever been around, and the and the fourth member of my foursome loves it almost well maybe more than Ken I guess is Darren Pang, and so um, those would be the group I'd want to play with. It would be fun. It would be competitive, 
and uh, there'd be a little little bit on the line. Um, everybody trying to crawl crawl strokes back into their pocket, but there'd be a little bit of little bit of juice on the game. I know that. And Ray, finally, Tony, man, Tony looks like a million. Whenever I see Tony, he looks great. What's his secret? What's his deal? Is that just discipline? Is that regimen? Is that genetics, man? Tony still looks great, doesn't he? Uh, some some genetics. Um, his dad in his eighties looks fantastic, but Tony, I think one time Tony sat down for five minutes, <laughs> like he never stops, and so. He's from the gym. Then he walks in to check on the on the Wisconsin players. Are they in the gym or, or are they in the study hall? He's always going 100 miles an hour. And uh, you're right. He does. Uh, they get some good good genetics, the Granados. And uh, uh, although I keep telling him he's slowing down, he's got to notice. He's got to slow down. Yeah, I, I know that if you tell him that, he probably hits the he, – he slams the <laughs> yeah, pedal, yeah. man. It doesn't He's, go well. He'll doesn't double go down. Well. I bet it doesn't go well, Ray. Same with you, Ray. Listen, I don't, I don't know how we went as long as we did. I know it's a work day for you. I didn't mean to be so greedy, but it was so great to get caught up. Appreciate it so much. You sound like a million. You look great. Love watching you. Love listening to you, Ray. And I'm so glad we could finally come, to get, come together and do this and have this conversation. Thank you so much. No, this is great. I'm glad we could catch up. And uh, scared. reach out as we get longer down in the playoffs. Not that this is any kind of surprise, but it is great to be reminded. I absolutely love talking puck with that dude. One hell of a hockey analyst. So my thanks to Ray Ferraro for making some extended time on limited sleep for the original side hustle. You know I am always down for any chance to stretch it out to talk some puck, especially with somebody who played in 68 playoff games himself and has been an NHL fixture for nearly four decades now. And if you're looking for more awesome conversations like the one I just had with Ray, just keep it locked in right here because we are pushing out a brand new app every single week, like episode 221, which is going to drop next week. If you take a second to subscribe, that app, in fact, all future apps will find their way straight to you so you never have to worry about looking for them. Think that over, and while you do, let me leave you with your voicemails. First new message. Yemi, Patrick, and Penticton. Heard the voicemails from last week and wanted to add to Jock in North Carolina's list without the annoying seatbelt alarm. Who is Parker? With guys. We did it. Nasty line by me. Ice. Early and often slay. I lost, by the way. Check it. This rap game hard, dog. Damn it right. Step your game up. Bench the salt. That's whack. Finally. Don't do that. Hell no. Nah. Ain't fool with no horses. Playoffs. Double play. Smash, smash, smash. Good show, dude. Was that a question? Let's go, Lake. Diddly poo. What's happening, partner? Straight cash, homie. Bohica. Boner in sweatpants. Right in my face. Okay, Matt. Dodonis. Little fanboy bitch. Zone 3. Thank you to John Elway. It's not worth it. Volume knob thingy. Turn off your station. Joe Palmieri. Hot dog king of Maine. Come on. Peace. Message saved. Next message. Romy, Justin and Melbourne. Come on, Bella B. We know that creepy dude from Nevada having his wet dreams about the jungle is a little bizarre. You don't need to take a run at the guy. I mean, really, Bella? Stalking? I mean, you're one to talk. Let's be real. You're like the single white female version of the lady clone stalkers. So, Bella, stick to the APPs and get off my plane. The voicemail is mine. Message deleted. Next message. Jim Rod from Reno. Bella B in Calgary. 
Man, so quick to judgment are we. First of all, full of shit, no. I actually really do dream about the jungle, and it's awesome, and I don't know why that makes you upset, but sorry, it's true. And second, I'm not an a-hole. I'm a nice man with happy feelings all of the time. And you should like me because I also like Avatar. All clothes are equal and burn. Message deleted. Next message. Yeah, this is Jameis Winston, and uh, my trainer has some advice for the Celtics uh, about being prepared. And the advice is, what's he, what do they say? Uh, just be prepared. Message deleted. Next message. Uh, yeah, I'm a spokesman for the Los Angeles Lakers organization, and we plan on getting thousands and thousands of signatures against Jim Rome if he doesn't stop his lying and talking against the Lakers and calling the Lakers players different names like the GM and street clothes and Russell Westbrook that are not the names of the players. And if we have to, we are going to go all the way on this situation. Thank you. Message deleted. Next message. Van Smack. Mark and parts unknown. Just ordered my Kenny Pickett replica jersey. And the damnedest thing, I want a pair of his replica throwing gloves, but they're only available in the kids' section. Message saved. Next message. What's up, Ansmack? It's Brady. Yeah, I like that new voicemail recording you got with the dude singing. It's pretty funny. Uh, and it actually made me forget what I was trying to call you about. So I'll, uh, I'll call you back later. See you. Message deleted. You have no more messages.